so glad to see you all this morning here. And we are not going to take away from the holiness of this moment. I'm so glad to see this. I also see my blood brother by my mother, the oldest after me, chilling out in the back. It's good to see you. When you come out early in the morning, you get the best part of the day. That's the Jesus part. Because you always get something in the day. We're getting ready to eat more of the bread. Because you see, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. So we're going to eat that bread this morning. And the messenger of that bread is my brother who I call and know as my friend. And so I want you to stand. And we're gonna do a number of things. Stand with me. And I'm gonna ask you in appreciation for what God has done this morning to put your hands together, not for the preacher, but for the God that we serve. Give him a warm. The biggest one you can find. The biggest one you can find. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, give another one to the servant of the Lord, Reverend Nassimus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, come on, let's sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Christian, there were a lot of Bible verses that I memorized, and one of those verses happened to be Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10, and we have just sung about that verse. The name of the Lord 
is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You know, this is one of those comprehensive verses in the Bible. In other words, it covers everything that we need. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Every single aspect of our lives. Whatever your need may be right now, whatever your need may be today, this verse covers that need. I guarantee to you it does. So what we're going to do this morning, we're going to look at this verse. We're going to examine it. We're going to put it under the microscope. And we're going to see how this verse covers every aspect of our lives and everything that we need. First of all, I would like you to notice that this verse tells us about our source. Our source. You say, what is our source? Our source is the name of the Lord. That's how the verse begins. The name of the Lord. Now, the name of the Lord denotes or represents, speaks about God's personality and God's character. It tells us who the Lord is and who he can be to us. Don't take the name of the Lord lightly. It is power. It is dynamite. Dynamo. Make no mistake about it, my friend. Without the Lord, without the name of the Lord, we are nothing. You are nothing. I am nothing. We can do nothing without the name of the Lord. Because he is our, what's the word? He's our source. He's our source of provision. He provides for us. Genesis chapter 22 Verses 13 and 14 identifies God as Jehovah Jireh. You know what that means? It means the Lord, our provider. The Lord is our provider. Let me remind you today that all we have comes from the Lord. The food we eat, the clothes we wear, the air we breathe. The health that we enjoy. Right now, if you watch your TV, they're offering all kinds of health plans. Let me tell you something. The best health plan comes from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And you don't have to pay for it. And it's better than Obamacare. It's better than any kind of care that they have out there. He is our source of provision then he's our source of healing in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 36 the Bible identifies God as Jehovah Rapha that means that he's our healer and when we read through the Bible we see hundreds literally hundreds of instances where Jesus proved himself as Jehovah Rapha He healed those who were crippled, those who were dumb, those who were blind, those who were deaf. 
He healed them. You want to hear some good news? He still heals today. He still heals today. Jesus is the same healing Jesus that he was yesterday. He's the same healing Jesus today. And he will be the same healing Jesus forever. He is Jehovah Rapha. Some years ago, I had a terrible accident. I fell and I hit my right shoulder. So I went to my orthopedic surgeon, not far from here. And he examined me, did x-rays and so on. And he recommended that I had an MRI. And he told me that what he had suspected was that I had torn the rotator cuff. Now, I don't know if you know what that is. I, I had torn the rotator cuff in my shoulder. And the only solution, he said, was surgery. And after surgery, I would have had to stay home for six weeks or maybe even longer to recuperate from that surgery. So I went as he instructed and I did the MRI. And after the MRI, the technician shook his head and he said to me, I'm sorry, you have torn your rotator cuff muscle. So I was, I'm looking for surgery now. That's what I was facing. And I'm searching um, to look for staying home for six weeks or longer. That, that's what I was facing. So I took the MRI film. I'll never forget that day. I went back to my doctor, my orthopedic surgeon. And I sat in the waiting room, waiting for them to call my name. I had the brown envelope in my hand with the film, the MRI film. And I prayed. And I said, Lord, if it pleases you, would you touch my shoulder now and give me the healing in the name of Jesus so that I would not have to go through surgery. They called my name. I went in to the doctor and he took the film from my hand and he set it up against the light. And then he frowned. I said to him, doctor, something wrong? And he looked at me and he said, I don't see any tear. I don't see any tear. I don't know if you heard what I just said. The doctor said, I don't see any tear. And yet the technician had seen the tear there on the film. Let me tell you something as I stand here today. I say this before God and man. The Lord not only touched my shoulder and healed me that day. I was working with the courthouse at that time. And I said, what God did was he not only healed me, but he tampered with the evidence. Yeah. He changed the film. And he erased that tear that was on the film. And as I stand here, I want to tell you today, from that day until this moment, there is no pain. No pain. 
prior to that the pain was so excruciating I couldn't even raise my right arm to put on the steering wheel to drive. I had to drive with one hand. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Next is our source of peace. Judges 6.24 tells us that Gideon had built an altar to the Lord and he named it Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. You know, that is telling us, my friend, that all peace comes from God. Because God is the God of peace. And we need to remember when we are going through turbulent times that people, people around us are watching us. You hear me? People are watching us when we're going through the storms of life. They see our influence. They see our impact. They see how we respond and how we react to the pressures of life. And when you and I exhibit the peace of God that passes all human understanding, listen to me, people cannot ignore that peace that they see in us. You know why? Because that peace is not in the world. It's not in the world. So when they look at the child of God and they see peace in the child of God, they're astonished. They can't ignore it because that kind of peace is not found in the world out there. And this is the kind of peace that God wants every single one of us to have, the peace of God. That is why the Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 16, listen to this. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times in every situation. In every situation. And that is why he tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, don't worry about anything. He doesn't say don't worry, be happy. He says don't worry about anything. But in everything, tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand. And here's the part that I love. That peace of God will keep. You know what that word keep means? In the Greek, the word keep means to build a wall, a garrison around us. So that even though the storms are raging outside around us, You and I are protected. You and I are garrisoned by this peace. The peace of God that we cannot even begin to understand. Let me stop here and ask you this question right now. Are you experiencing this kind of peace? From the God of peace. Remember, he's our source of peace. That is our source of guidance. We all know Psalm 23 and verse 1. David calls the Lord there Jehovah Raha. Jehovah Raha, which is the Lord is my shepherd. He's the one who guides me. 
David had spent many years looking after sheep. He knew what it meant to be a shepherd. He knew that sheep are completely dependent upon the shepherd for guidance, for protection, and for provision. And when you and I allow the Lord, our shepherd, to guide us, to lead us, we will be content. But, let me say but, if we choose to go our own way, then we can't blame God when we mess up. So you and I need to submit our lives to the guidance of God. Is there some aspect of your life right now where you need God's guidance? He's willing to guide you. If you are willing to be guided by him, let him guide you. Then not only is the name of the Lord our source, but the name of the Lord is also our security. Also our security. The verse says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's security. I tell you, I don't need to tell you, but I'm going to remind you. We live in a world today that is neither safe nor secure. Every single day, somebody is killed somewhere. Someone is slaughtered. Someone is murdered. Our schools are not safe anymore. Every single day I pray for my grandchildren as they go to school. Our airports are not safe anymore. When you go to our airports, you wonder what next you'll have to take off. Hello? Our homes are not safe anymore. Our streets are not safe anymore. Even our church buildings are not safe anymore. We need a refuge. We need a place that's strong and secure. We need a place that's well protected 24-7. And I'm not talking about a structure made of concrete and steel and wood and brick with security cameras and door and window sensors all around. I'm not talking about that. No, my friend. I am talking about the omnipotent, the awesome, the almighty Lord God. He is our strong tower. And we can be secure in Him. We can be secure in our God. Not in a building. Not with armed people around us. No, no, that's not security. Turn with me real quickly to Numbers chapter 35. Numbers 35. Verse 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying... Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall appoint cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer who kills any person accidentally may flee there. 
They shall be cities of refuge for you from the avenger, that the manslayer may not die until he stands before the congregation in judgment. And of the cities which you shall give, you shall have six cities of refuge. You shall appoint three cities on this side of the Jordan, and three cities you shall appoint in the land of Canaan, which will be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be for refuge for the children of Israel, for the stranger, and for the sojourner among them, that anyone who kills a person accidentally may flee there. Now, let me tell you this. These cities of refuge in the Old Testament that God had appointed, they point to one person who is our refuge. Yes. Here's what the Word of God says. Deuteronomy 33, verse 27, a well-known verse. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in time of trouble. God is that. And you know, the mistake that we make is that we forget the rest of that verse. The rest of that verse goes on to say this. And he will drive out the enemy before you and say, destroy! In other words, God is going after the enemy. He's not going to be your refuge, but God will go after the enemy before you. God is between you and the enemy. Therefore, he goes before you and he will chase the enemy before you. Don't forget the rest of that verse. Mm. Psalm 46 and verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Psalm 91 verse 2 says, the Lord is our refuge and our fortress. And Psalm 18 verse 2 tells us that the Lord is our high tower. Thank God that we have a high tower. Thank God that when afflictions come our way, we can go to the second floor and the third floor and we can look down. We are in that high tower. The name of the Lord is a high tower and a strong tower. When we are between a rock and a hard place, God is our refuge. When we are stressed out and cast down, God is our refuge. When we are chased by doubts and fears, God is our refuge. He's our strong tower. He's our mighty fortress. He's the rock that is higher than I. So run to him. Run to him. And here's some good news. Here's the icing on the cake. The wealth in this tower is enough to enrich us. And the strength of this tower is enough to protect us. Let me press the rewind button and play that over again. The wealth in this tower is enough to enrich us and the strength in this tower is enough to protect us. So run to him. Not only does Proverbs 18.10 tell us about our source and our security, 
but it also tells us about our shelter. Yeah. Our shelter. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. That's no shelter. We run into our shelter. You know, right there in Numbers chapter 35, there is a four-letter word that's repeated a number of times. I don't know if you notice it. It's the word flee. That's not talking about that little thing that bites. It's a different kind of flee. F-L-E-E. -E. It means to run. It doesn't mean to jog. It doesn't mean to walk casually. It means to run. Do you remember those images of 9-11? New York. When the Twin Towers were crumbling after they were hit by those planes. Do you remember the billows of smoke going out into the air? Do you remember the people running for their lives? This is the kind of running that the Bible is talking about here. Again, not jogging, not walking casually, but running, fleeing to the name of the Lord. In Psalm 130, 143 and verse 9, David says this, Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. You are the one I'm fleeing to, to hide me. And here's a question. When we run, listen to me, who are we running from? And who are we running to? The answer is right here in this psalm. Psalm 143 verse 9. He said, deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. That's who we're running from, yes. our enemies. Yes. And he says, I flee to you to hide me. Amen. We're running to him. That's who we're running to, the Lord. So let me show you one more verse. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Go with me to Psalm 32. Real quick. Psalm 32. And we wrap up with this one. Psalm 32. Verse 7. You know, David had a lot of names for God. What is your name for God? How can you describe God in your experience? In your personal life? In Psalm 32 and verse 7, David described God like this. I love this. He says, Lord, you are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. Notice David didn't say you are a hiding place. Which would mean that God would be one out of many hiding places. He didn't even say you are the hiding place. Which would mean that God is the only hiding place. Instead David said, Lord, you are my hiding place. 
He made it personal. You belong to me. I belong to you. You are my hiding place. Let me tell you something. That makes a world of a difference. And in Psalm 27 and verse 5, David says, In the time of trouble, he shall hide me. He says, in the secret place, he shall hide me. Can you say that? Can you personalize it and say, God, you're so close to me. You're my hiding place. Last night, my five-year-old grandson was pestering me. I was tired. And he said, Grandpa, let's play hide and seek. <laughs> it's hard to play hide and seek with him. But I tried my best. And it was hard for me to hide. And guess what? He found me. He always finds me. It's so good to have God as your personal hiding place. It makes a difference, my friend. When you can say, I have taken shelter in God's love and God's compassion. I have placed myself under his wings. I have covered myself in his righteousness. He is my hiding place from sin, Satan, and sorrow. Finally, the name of the Lord is our safety. Our safety. The verse says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. That's safety. 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 You are safe when you are in the Lord. Moses, as mo most of you may know, wrote Psalm 91. And here's what Moses said. He says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure, safe, and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Whose power no enemy can withstand. That's right. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. Even the most high your dwelling place. Yeah. No evil yeah. will befall you. Yes, Lord. Nor will any plague come near your dwelling. Yeah. That tells us that we can be safe. Yes. In the name of the Lord. Yeah. Our strong tower. Yeah. This. Safety is comprehensive safety, my friend. Psalm 121 verse 7 says, The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Yes. All evil. You know what a comprehensive insurance is? It covers everything. This is comprehensive yes. right here. Hallelujah. It is not only comprehensive, it is confident. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3 says, the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and guard you from the evil one. We can be confident that God is going to guard us. Yes. 
and protect us in these evil days. And then it is constant. Psalm 121 verse 3 says, He who keeps you, that's God, will not slumber. A lot of people sleep in church. You know what I mean? In fact, some people come to church to sleep. And they go home refreshed after the service. I've seen it. Maybe not here. I hope not here. But I've seen it elsewhere. The only thing they don't take is their pillows and their blankets. But let me tell you something. While we are sleeping, while you were sleeping last night, there was someone who was keeping watch over you. We're not talking about ADT or any of those security companies. We're talking about the Lord God. He is the constant watchman, never goes on a break. He will not slumber, he will not nod. His eyes are wide open, watching and keeping. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. What a powerful verse this is. Our source is the name of the Lord. Our security is a strong tower. Our shelter is the righteous run into it. And our safety is we find safety there. We are safe. Will you lay hold of the blessings of this verse today? Will you claim this verse today? Will you memorize this verse today? Will you apply this verse today to your own personal life? So that no matter what you face this week, you can say, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Not to the bank. Not to a friend. Not even to a pastor. I'm going to run with every might, every energy I have to the name of the Lord. That's my safety. That's my security. I want to tell you, especially in times like these, we need a hiding place. We need a hiding place. The Lord is our hiding place when we face adversity and distress. The Lord is our hiding place when we suffer loss. The Lord is our hiding place when temptations overwhelm us. Listen to me today. The Lord is our hiding place. The Lord is our hiding place. Let's run to him. Let's hide in him. Let's personalize it. You are my hiding place. Tell him this day. Tell him this moment. Tell him right now. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what you're facing. I know what I've been through. I know what I'm going through. 
And I don't run to a psychiatrist, nor a psychologist, nor even a pastor. I run to that strong tower. And I find in that strong tower my hiding place. Would you stand with me? We're going to close with a song. And I'm going to ask if there's anyone here who needs prayer for any situation, anything that's going on in your life now. And you just need God to intervene, to step in, and to help you at this time. If you need prayer, come. Come up to the front now. We're going to pray for you today.